0: Hit the cord. Okay.
1: Hey, uh, hey Anthony, do you like do you like my new shirt?
0: Sure, man. It's cool. Could have been better. What was that? I said it could have been better. You wanna fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah, yeah. Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We we don't. All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com/slash/aff equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. second guys hello hello welcome to another episode of mission <gasps> star podcast right on cue uh, <laughs> this is the uh, Thanksgiving the turkey edition on a Saturday night um, but uh, yeah we're here we're gonna talk about the news and, uh, and all the things to it also outs to the 200 people who are subscribed to this podcast who knew they people actually listen to what we say. Um, and with that, I
1: don't know why, couldn't tell you.
0: And with that, <laughs> the, the other the other person with me that is uh with me in this journey is no other than Greg Dietz. Uh,
1: to answer Valeria's question in chat, how many of them were bots? Uh, at least half. At least
0: that's still 100 people.
1: <laughs> to us, so, you know, not, it's not too bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually asked that question to Anchor. They told me that they don't know exactly, but uh, I would like to—I would like to think that we have all humans listening to us. I don't know. I, I don't care what the size is, honestly. I will say though, since we're on on the topic, we are on Spotify. We just got approved, so if you are listening to us on the usual places you would listen to podcasts, um, we're also on Spotify as another option. So, yeah. with big boys and with that let's get let's get right into the news and uh let's start off well first off let me do this start off with the first topic of the day as soon as i get the video boom okay screw you nintendo i'm using fensters uh nintendo trailer for this Anyways, or no, it's intro and gameplay. Um, <laughs> reason- no, it's
1: fun. there's fair use, right? right now,
0: we're in fair use ter- territory, so we're fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, reason being why I'm using this specific footage, and it's related actually. Then, uh, this is reported off of uh, torrentfreak.com, written by uh, Ernesto. Back to mispronouncing names. Um, <laughs> Nintendo wins $12 million from, pri- from pirate ROM sites uh, uh, operators. The owner of a now-defunct ROM site, Love, Love, LoveROMs.com and LoveRetro.co have agreed to a $12 million judgment in favor of Nintendo. The operators, a married couple, admit to both direct and indirect copyright and trademark infringement. Both parties requested the court to sign up on the unusual judgment which will end their legal battle. This summer, Nintendo made it totally clear that websites offering access to retro games and ROMs will not be tolerated. The Japanese game developer filed a complaint at a federal court in Arizona, accusing LoveROMs.com and LoveRetro.co of massive copyright and trademark infringement. And I'll post a full link in the po- uh, of the um, uh, of the article in chat. Um, but it goes on to say more about the details, including actual documents posted in here. But, so, I get it. Nintendo, I get it. You wanted to have control of your IP, and you've always been very protective of your IP for as long as Nintendo has lived, or at least recently, in recent memory. And I get the fact that, that you want to protect your IP, and that you want, you know, have only you to be selling the games, not anybody else. But on the other side, two things. One... Nintendo hitting them with a the $12, um, uh, $12 million judgment in favor of Nintendo, th- that couple's not going to pay $12 million. There's no way they're going to be able to. Um, and more, more than likely, this was just a case of them uh, flexing their arms and making an example of them and showing everybody else, like, hey, don't do this.
1: This is exactly what it is. I mean, here's the thing is a lot of people are kind of misunderstanding the lawsuit as a whole and for me it's pretty obvious that the reason Nintendo did this wasn't to fuck over some couple or whatever because that's not the goal the goal was to basically tell people don't sell this shit Nintendo I don't think gives two fucks necessarily about ROMs like they do but they don't they and there's not a whole lot they can do about free ROMs straight up yeah um but these people were selling their, their 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 stuff.
0: The thing that the thing though too is you're absolutely correct. Like, the, Nintendo has very been adamant in trying to get rid of these ROM sites so that they nobody can sell them or give them away for free. Um, but at the same time, it is the internet, and, and whatever is out there on the internet will pretty much will live for for as long as the internet lives. So while they're no longer able to, like, you know, it's somewhere on some torrent site or some other website that will probably re-upload at some point. It's the... Oh, there's
1: there's there's a ton of, of ROMs, that, like ROM hacks you can buy. Not buy, I'm sorry, that you can download right now. Mm-hmm. That you can play, like, no joke, the ROM hacks that you can get for the, for the uh, NES Mini and, or Classic and the Super NES Classic,
0: all of them are free. At least, far as far as I know. Yep, that's a thing too. Which, so,
1: all right, go ahead. Sorry. I I see a lot of people complaining that like, oh, roms are going out. Like, Nintendo's going to get rid of all the roms. Well, they can't. They can they can send a cease and desist. That's about as far as it can go. But to sue, like they did this couple, um, you would have to sell their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A cease and desist is just basically a. Can you not please? Like realistically, like talking legal stuff, it's it's just kind of a can you not? Um, like the guy who did the uh, uh, another Metro Two remake.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, he didn't have to stop. He chose to stop because he didn't want, he didn't want the trouble. He didn't want the headache. Straight up. So.
0: But he, he but he did a smart thing in saying like he'll stop, but then. Like secretly release it to the internet before that, so it's like, oh, here it is. Oh, it's on torrents. So pretty much a game will survive the entirety of the internet, and anybody can if they find a way to get it, they can. So uh, all all this
1: did to me, Anthony. All this, all this did is like Nintendo did flex its arms. It did try to make an example out of this couple, but also at the end of the day, it didn't really. It's not going to deter anybody from making wrongs.
0: Yeah, it's still going to be out there. It's still going to be survived. I think the one thing I was going to come, uh, come out as well on this aspect it's just the, just kind of an, an overlook of like how we preserve games and like just kind of looking at, yes, I can understand for first party stuff. Absolutely. Like, you know, Nintendo's going to be, be hard on that, but like, are they really going to be going out of their way to protect an IP rights to, to, to have nobody sell a copy of Fester's Quest? Like, in some of the other, you know, games that nobody's going to fight or back for.
1: Well, I think we, you know, we've talked about how do you preserve the, the history of video games. You know, you talk about movie or mu- music, movies, books, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And there's always re-releases of things. There's always, you know, like, oh, the, whatever the new format is, there's a new version that comes out for it. But with old school games, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Because you have to make them digital, you have to make them... You know, you have to re-release them for the audience that is now. <laughs> I can go and find a copy of a really shitty movie. Um, as a matter of fact, today, of this recording... Well, I guess technically not the East Coast anymore, but... Uh, today is the uh, 40th anniversary of the Star Wars Christmas special. Hey! I can find that on the internet. I can find that very easily. Um shit, I could buy a copy of that from certain places. My point is is that um, it's easy to do that sort of thing. Even with the worst of the worst, it's, the, it's, it's very easy to do that. I can go to a library and find a book that people haven't heard of before. Because it's easy to do that with those forms of media. It's not easy to do that with video games. It's a completely different fucking beast. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um... ROMs, re-releases, remakes, things like that are what the what what this art form needs in order to preserve its history. I think Nintendo knows that. But at the same time, they also know that if somebody were to release a Fester's Quest mod, right? Mm-hmm. Or a ROM, sorry, not a mod, but a ROM. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd bat an eye. I don't think they'd care. I think where they care is the popular games. The ones that make them money. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, your Marios, your Pokemon, your Metroids. Shit like that. That's where they give a shit. And... Uh, with Nintendo, like, selling the NES Classic and selling the SNES Classic and having their service on the Switch have old school games and the idea that they're going to add SNES games and 64 and, and, and GameCube games... Having the availability of people to not want to pay for those definitely scares them. So my thing to mods, here's my thing. or Not mods, but but people who make uh, ROMs. Mm -hmm. Put the games in there that aren't on the services (laughs) or don't sell it. Straight up, do not sell it. Make it, release it, walk away. Because Nintendo is going to be very hard on their IPs absolutely they're absolutely. going to be very 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 strict so
0: it, yeah it, it is definitely a situation where you know I'm, I'm always thinking of the idea of preservation and i think nintendo does know that to some degree um and you're absolutely right like they are only caring for their first party stuff the ones that make them money otherwise they don't give a shit about you know another uh, game out there um, I had a point too. Well, Nintendo. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, no, no I had a point, and it's just like I, I totally lost where I was going with, um, with it. But uh, at the end of the day, like I'm, uh, yeah, I, 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 I understand it on both sides, uh, on you know on the Nintendo's part, but also understand you know why we need to preserve these games because like we're still pretty young, early in the video game industry. And I'm definitely on the side of like let's definitely preserve as much as we can because at some point we are going to lose it. Especially the way that games are and future uh, consoles are being made nowadays. So. Well,
1: you know that's another thing is that like, uh,
0: you know we could get into lo-
1: the long, long, long history of uh, how IPs work and where they've gone and how they like how Disney kind of fucked that up for everybody. Uh, we don't have that kind of time, but Nintendo knows that. So Mario's not hitting, like, the, uh... Basically, after a certain period of time, characters and IPs go public. They Anyone can make them, anyone can use them. That's why a lot of fairy tales and shit like that are easily used, because now they're they're public domain. But Disney was like, No, we don't want Mickey and Donald and Goofy to go public domain. So we're going to uh, petition and rally for the extension of that law. And now that because that's a thing and then other countries kind of got involved with it. That's why, you know, Nintendo can have their IPs for as long as they do. Yeah. So.
0: Moving on to our next topic at hand and going from one big company to another. And boy, this is huge. This is this is huge. I'm just gonna right into it. Uh, this is reported off of Variety.com, uh, written by Brian uh, Concrete. PlayStation skipping E3 for the first time in the show's 24-year history. Sony Interactive Entertainment currently riding high. Hang on a minute. Okay. Uh, currently riding high on record sales of its PlayStation 4 gaming console. It won't be hosting its annual press conference. Or showing up at a at all during the next year's massive E3 Expo, the news was blur uh, was uh, buried inside ESA's announcement of the 2019 show that quoted competitors Nintendo and Microsoft. Sony confirmed their absence in a statement to Variety. Uh, "Quote: As the, as the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look at uh, innovative opportunities to engage the community." Uh, according to the statement playstation fans mean the world to us and we always want to innovate think differently and experiment with new ways to delight gamers as a result we have decided not to participate in e3 in 2019 we're exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and we can't wait to share our plans with you this will be the first time in e3's 24-hour history that playstation will be not be attending uh the event It also is the second major PlayStation been cancelled by the company in recent months. And I'll put the full link in the the, uh, chat for those who want to read it. Oh boy, that's huge.
1: Well, you and I have talked about in the past how more and more companies are becoming less and less interested in going to E3. Mm E3, you know, was starting to really, really die and only picked back up very recently because they made it a public event. Yeah, I... Here's the thing. The way that this is worded makes it sound like Sony's not going to be at E3 at all, which is stupid. I think that Sony is not going to have a conference there. That's it. Will they have a booth? 100%. It would be detrimental to them to not have a booth there. Because even when we heard Nintendo was not going to have a conference there anymore... They still had a booth there. They still had a big
0: section there. I would agree with you, but two things I would point to. One, as recently in this past year and definitely the direction that Sony's going towards, they don't seem to have a lot of first party things or things they want to show off um, at future events. The cancel of PSX and the reason behind that was that they just didn't have anything to really show. Um, and what are, they are showing they've already shown before and I, my, my theory just to kind of finish off, my theory on why that's particularly the case is that they're buckling down and they're prepping for uh, PS5 in 2020 that's my that's that's my inkling as far as like why they're not being at you,
1: you could be right about you could be right about the PS5 thing but I I don't think, I think that Sony is skipping 2019 for two reasons. I think they're testing if it matters whether or not they do a conference. Uh, this last year was really rough on Sony when it came to their conference. They did something different. They tried to have some fun, and people hated it. Uh, they got shit on a lot for that dude playing a banjo, and then the dude playing the um, the uh, Japanese flute, or whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the. Um, well, there was one other thing they did on stage that people were just like, what is going on? Uh, and they didn't really show a whole lot of games. Um, and they got a massive amount of hate for that. So I could understand them not wanting to do a conference. But when it came to the floor, they had a ton of traffic. They had a ton of people, a huge number of interests there. So that's why I'm saying, like, I totally understand their choice to get rid of and not do not do the uh, uh, conference anymore. Um, but here's the other thing I, I, I see in, in their future. I see about like a month beforehand, them doing a direct sort of thing. Like an hour-long video about games they have coming out. Uh, and about a month before E3.
0: -hmm I could definitely, um, I could definitely see that too. Um, the one thing I will point out and there's def- definitely a lot of theories out there as far as like what Sony intends to do or what they're planning to do. One of the things they could do and this is something that other third party companies have, have been doing already, is not technically BID3, but they are in a sense like they have their event offsite or nearby um, around E3 time, how like EA has its EA play, on saturday and on sunday was, was was uh what was it bethesda i want to say yeah bethesda but like it wasn't inside e3 because e3 didn't start till monday so like it, it could be the fact that they're saying this but they're realistically still doing a thing but at the same time i could also see them not doing it there's a lot of things out there that i could definitely see with sony doing and make perfect sense
1: yeah yeah i i don't i don't disagree with you i just think that I just think that when it comes to their reasonings behind it, I, I think it has everything to do with what happened in 2018, or this year. I was about to say the, the year. I was like,
0: 2018! Um, 2018 ain't over yet, man. We still got about another month to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, just, I think it had everything to do with that. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that when... Uh, oh, pardon me. This is about to happen. Oh, oh, uh, I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they just were getting they were getting a lot of hate for what they did. And I think what they want to do, something that they've talked about in the past is, you know, how do you take three game announcements, just three and turn that into an hour? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, you do a lot of stage shit. You'll do a lot of stage show. Unfortunately, Sony didn't have a whole lot of games to show in this year. They just didn't. It's mm-hmm. plain and simple. And uh, you know, the year before, in 2017, 2016, yes, they did. But 2018, they didn't. And that just happens. That's just sort of a thing that happens. You just sometimes don't have enough content to show. You know, look at look at Xbox this year. They had a whole lot of content to show.
0: Speaking of which, uh, I wanted to bring this up real quick. But as soon as that news hit, Microsoft very quickly hopped on and posted on their Facebook uh, page and also Twitter saying... We can't wait to see you all at E3 2019. <laughs> so. Again, again, I I
1: don't, I don't believe for a fucking second that Sony's not going to entirely be at E3. I, I I don't, I just don't believe it. I don't, I, there's nothing there that shows to me that they just are going to walk away from the biggest gaming news event of the year. I,
0: I feel that. They op- can do is. As- I, I feel the opposite though. Like I. I feel like it can't go either way though. Like I, I feel like I would not be surprised if they do. If they don't have a presence there, and they have their own thing, or like they're that not would be there.
1: absolutely insanity if they didn't have a presence there. Absolute insanity.
0: But I can, I can understand it in a sense of like, the... they're too,
1: they're too. It's almost as if they're too reliant on not being there. They haven't had enough bad experiences to warrant this response like 2018 yeah it was a shit year for them kind of i mean let's be honest Mm -hmm. the the trailer you're showing right now looks amazing oh yeah um but i just don't i cannot for the life of me figure out why they would completely walk away from e3 it doesn't make any sense to me like even nintendo again nintendo said in that press release we're leaving e3 goodbye and then all of a sudden we you know next year rolls around they're like oh we're just doing a a, a direct which we're going to have more throughout the year and have like a thing at e3 for you know fans to walk and play our games i really do feel that sony is pulling a nintendo i, guess, I really really do
0: and, and the thing is though i agree with you and disagree at the same time with you like i can see both ends like it's it, and it's understandable because, like, if you look just at the, just look at at a grander scheme scheme of things, it's like E3 in general. Like, companies are, are paying big money to go to E3 every year to show off the new games, but part of which they're showing off a game that may not be a full representation of that game to a bunch of uh, uh cynic people who are there as game press and who are also stri- live co-streaming the events. So it's. It's a weird thing and, and, and I definitely understand well, like I, why people I, why a company
1: I'm bouncing off of what you said there if Sony had like instead of having a conference at 6pm on a Sunday where probably a lot of people aren't really watching or if they are watching you know they're just shitting on it or they have like a 30 minute fucking like let me ask you this
0: square enix's press conference Oops. do you remember it the most recent one uh-huh yes it Do you
1: w- know now now did it suck oh yeah <laughs> but but here's here's the question how much did it suck would it have sucked more if they did the same thing for a full hour live or does it suck less because they did a 30 minute thing
0: where you know it didn't really matter that is very true it is very true because that was an I on, was online. There was no audience. The only audience was the online internet and, and Twitch chat.
1: Um, Who cares at that point? You're just yeah. showing off the games. Yeah. You're just you're just using that 30 minutes, and I, I see Sony doing that. I really do.
0: I am. This is probably going to be the most interesting stories I will follow for the next year. I really want to know at E3. I'm, I'm not going Sony... to
1: follow it. I'm just, I'll just wait. I. They're going to have. They're going to have a a, a PSX. Before they before E three, so wow, big predictions from Greg. <laughs> they're go, they're gonna have their they, dude. They do they have one every like spring.
0: Uh, you talking about Paris Week? You mean? It's always
1: on the East Coast. No 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 a PlayStation Experience conference.
0: Yeah, PSA. Oh, I mean yeah. it was canceled this year, but like you're you're predicting one that's prior to E three for next year.
1: They have a PlayStation Experience thing every
0: like, March-ish. February, March? Oh, i I tell you 10. Right, right. There's some other event. Yeah, there's, there's PlayStation that hosts this. You're right. There is. Um, we'll see. Well, yeah, that's true. They got other events. They, of, of course, there's other events they can go to and show off their games. So, like, even if E3 isn't particularly the one they're gonna show off at, there's other events they could do so as well.
1: So, it's not end the i i just I'm just saying, I'm saying E3 is the biggest gaming event for the sake of getting your game out there and getting people to check it out and i see sony taking the advantage of we got some announcements but at three at e3 you're only going to see us on the on the floor and you can check out these games you can check out demos and shit like that's as far as i can i i totally see them doing that that makes the most sense to me but it also makes plenty of sense why they don't want to do a
0: conference again it's
1: expensive and sometimes it doesn't fucking work and it's
0: just absolutely
1: why, why why take that risk
0: absolutely all right. Oh, oops, I forgot to get this set up. Actually, for the next one, uh, moving on to the next topic at hand, and let me go to boom, boom. Alrighty then. So our next topic at hand. Speaking of Microsoft, and let me do that. Okay. Uh, this, this is also huge. This or it potentially it could be huge. Uh, this is <laughs> recorded off of TechCrunch. Dot com. um Microsoft could release a disc-less Xbox One. This is written by Romain Delat. According to a new report from uh, uh, Thrott, Microsoft has been working on a new console in the Xbox One family. This cheaper model could play regular Xbox One games, but there won't be a Blu-ray drive. This move would lower the price of an entry-level Xbox One. An Xbox One S officially starts at $299 but you can currently find it around $250 on Amazon. The Uh discless Xbox One could start at $199. If you already have an Xbox One in physical games, you could imagine going to an official retailer to trade your disc for a digital download code. Let's hope that for that new Xbox uh, comes with a big hard drive for those who have a slow internet connection. Back with Microsoft. Uh, back when Microsoft first unveiled the Xbox One, 2013, the company wanted to make a big splash towards digital games. Oh yeah, and it kind of talks about that in the past and the backlash that came with it. But since then, they've come back. Um, and I posted a whole uh, article in chat. Um, I think this is a ballsy move from Microsoft if they go through with it. They have, but at the same right. time
1: not super ballsy though and I'll explain in a minute when you finish your
0: thought. um so like it, it is a ballsy move in in my opinion with this if they did if they do this at the same time though like with the <laughs> next <Nicely, nicely worded. laughs> but if um with with game pass with other things Microsoft has definitely became a much more consumer friendly um, than uh, the other two consoles really catered into to the consumers and having a way to play game game from PC and on the Xbox One and having uh, the Game Pass and having games that you would have that you have on the disc you could put into the Xbox system and you would get the download code and install into it. They're doing the right, they're doing all of the right things and cleaning up all the mess that Dom Metric left uh-huh. when he popped in. I'm talking about Phil Spencer, um, but yeah, what, what, what do you think uh, Greg? On this all this,
1: this is brilliant. This is another step in the right move, or re- the, sorry. This is another step in the right direction. Um, you know, you and I talked about digital versus physical sales as of late, and digital sales are, if not neck and neck with physical sales, surpassing it. Um, this is thanks to you know inventions like Steam, and like how the Switches, you know, uh, uh, online certain online service, but uh, their 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 marketplace is just jam packed with. Uh, Indie games. Um, I haven't bought a physical game in a long time, Anthony. I really haven't. And no joke, since in the past three months, I have bought My Heroes 1 Justice, Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, Pokemon Let's Go, um, Super Mario Party, and like Moonlighter and a couple other indie games. Not a single one of them have been physical. Not a one of them. And I don't need to buy physical games because having the advantage of of it being digital means that I don't have to take the step to insert the disc and switch discs and stuff like that. If I'm playing, you know, Destiny and my friend hops on and goes, let's play some Black Ops. I just switch to Black Ops. Like, it's super simple, it's super easy. That being said... I know there are people that still want the physical copies and Xbox is not, this is, is in no way, shape or form is Xbox going, we're completely getting rid of disc based consoles and we're just doing disc No, this is now two more options on top of the two that already exist for people to buy Xbox consoles. You are going to yeah. have an Xbox one S. So, you, so let's go from top to bottom. You're going to have the Xbox one X, which is a $500 console. Then you're going to have the Xbox one X, Discless, which is gonna be a $400 console then you have the xbox one s which is $300 and then the xbox one s Discless, which is going to be a $200 console do you see the price range there that works really well now also anthony let me throw this at you all right remember when xbox one had first come out and there was the whole thing about not being able to share mm-hmm. do you know about the service that exists on xbox between game sharing
0: are you talking about the Game Pass right now? Or something else? No. So, my friend, Monkey, who I play games with,
1: he has a job, and he buys all of his games digitally. His friend, our friend that we play with, named uh, online named uh, Batman, he uh, is unemployed. But he loves playing the games with us. He has some odd jobs here and there, but nothing's st- nothing steady. He can't afford all the games that we're playing. He can't afford Black Ops. He can't afford Red Dead. He can't afford um Destiny. So, Monkey connected and linked his account with with the, like their accounts are now linked. So every game that Monkey buys, Hunter gets to play. Batman gets to play. In its full copy. Cool. That's game sharing. My buddy, my buddy who lives not too far from here his son when they bought uh dragon ball fighters Mm -hmm. you know his son could only play it if he had the disc and they were swapping the disc back and forth like he would have to run downstairs grab the disc out of the console run back upstairs and play it it's not too bad for a kid because you know (laughs) it's a kid um but you know it became a pain in the ass they buy. He buys uh, My Heroes One Justice digitally, no problem. Uh, but again, there are advantages and disadvantages to having physical versus digital. Mm-hmm. With all the digital games I have, I can't trade them in. Like, I just can't. I can't sell them to somebody. I own them permanently now. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's okay. It's okay that I own them. Um... I, was I can say, play them whenever i want like there's mm-hmm. i see no downside in this absolutely no downside
0: you know what's funny i was gonna say like wasn't this the very same thing that phil spencer was talking about like i e3 one or two years ago like i feel i felt like he was talking about this idea and at the time people kind of took that quote or took what he said and basically was comparing it to like so are we having so is the next generation of consoles going to be basically how the phone industry works where like there's a new phone every six to seven months are we going to be in that direction and he and he clarified that wasn't exactly what he meant and this is i believe what he's talking about where there are definitely different versions of the xbox but they're all essentially the same thing but just at different price ranges and alterations
1: it's just it's just options anthony like that's what mm-hmm. that's what i love about about microsoft right now like everyone kind of gives microsoft shit for how they treat customers and all that kind of stuff yeah sure whatever they nickel and dime yeah, sure, whatever but at the end of the day you know you have two types of uh playstations you can get that's it and yeah. and one one's yes. the original and then you have your ps4 pro Yep. that's it um and they're expensive there is no price range like same for the switch but then again it makes more sense for the switch because it's newer but also
0: not to mention it's smaller not to mention the other option microsoft has for the xbox one um it, at certain locations in microsoft stores you can actually rent a console uh that's another thing you could do as well um if if you're able to get to a microsoft store that is uh if there's one that's in your in your venue or in so your area
1: are you talking about the uh, um the two-year pass thing? Yes. So, you have to have a credit account, first off. And you have to actually apply, like, with a credit account through Dell. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. This is basically, like, you're just paying Dell for two years for your console. Right. Um. And uh, there's there's certain you know, legalese in there, but it's still, like, you're... For the highest-end thing, which is two years of Xbox Live, two years of Game Pass, and then paying, you know paying off the console mm-hmm. uh which i think it also comes with a pro controller by the way but um it's like 35 dollars a month
0: mm.
1: for two years yeah definitely. so yeah and and i was calculating it it's like 80 bucks less i think it's 80 bucks less than if you were to buy all that stuff outright
0: yeah they're they're making the right moves in every other way thus far and I feel like Microsoft is setting themselves up for when the next generation of consoles arrive, that they will be on the forefront of them being in the lead or them having a much better success than this current generation. Um, yeah. Especially how Sony has been acting recently as well. So it definitely has been batched up to where Microsoft is definitely going to be that platform yet again. I mean, I don't know
1: if if you had it ready to be talked about, but did you hear that um, Microsoft wants to integrate mouse and keyboard to the
0: Xbox? Yeah, they I, I saw that they already integrated with um, was it War Games, or um, I forgot what the game was called. It was War something, but um, yeah, they, they already uh, implemented that, and they're planning to have that set up for other future games, which... I believe, I believe
1: Fortnite's one of the ones
0: next. Oh, right, Fortnite's the other one, yeah. Which, you know, quick side note, like it's uh it's another option i personally would try to do that because i have a pc but you know hey you know
1: look man look man i mean your your most expensive xbox is 500 dollars, and that plays all the games that you want to play the most expensive or the least the the, like the cheapest laptop you can think of that will play those games at an
0: okay graphic level is like 600 bucks so that's a very good point very good point. Very good point. You, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. I mean, I, I get, I get the whole idea
1: of having a PC versus a console. I get it. But at the end of the day, not everyone can afford a fucking PC. It's just yeah. throwing it out there. I so. know. I know.
0: I'm just being, yeah, I'm being a little snob about it. <laughs> All right. At
1: least, at least you know. You know, the first step to solving a problem is to admit it. Yeah. At least I
0: can make (laughs) it. So, moving on to our next topic at hand. The Game Awards has been announced. The date has been set December 6th um, at 5.30 p.m. PST is when it officially starts. I believe six. I think 5.30 is like the pregame. But it's happening, and for those who might have saw last year, um, we all got very excited. At least I did for uh, multiple games. And with that... Uh, as you see the video behind us, uh, as Chef Ghaly is naming some of the nominees, and I don't think I think we get through most of them in this 10 minutes. Um, but uh, the nominees have been announced. I'll quickly go I'll quickly go over them real quick, um, and quickly we'll go over them real quick. Yes, I'll do one category. You give me a gut reaction, Greg, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, let's start very top game of the year: Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man. Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2.
1: Uh, so the ones on there that'll probably be on everyone's like checklist of game of the year situation is Red Dead Redemption 2, Spider-Man, and God of War. Um It's really, really hard to put this list together because all the games on the list are stellar. They're all really fucking good. But like, how do you compare a game like Red Dead Redemption with Celeste? How do you do that? How do you how do you make those two Kind of compete it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me because they're two so drastically different games Absolutely. that it's really hard to do that but but if i have to choose one of the six that i think deserves game of the year it's it's gonna be between god of war and spider-man i love red dead it's hilarious it's it's addicting but the the biggest the biggest problem is like, um. It's super short. Uh, they did build the game for like casual audiences too. It's so it's just a tough fucking choice, man. It it's just a tough is, pick. Is.
0: There are some. It, and if that I say Spider
1: Man, I sound. If I say Spider Man, I sound biased. If I say God of War, like what does that say about me?
0: I mean, it's it's a really <laughs> tough it's a really really tough category, and I do not fault anybody for. Trying to look for small things that are different from one another, from one game to another. It's that's why game of the year discussions are like when it comes to gaming outlets are very very hard to do. <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. All the games
1: on the list deserve game of the year, including absolutely. Monster Hunter World. I had a really hard time getting into Monster Hunter World, but it is you know it's a really well polished game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only game on the list. What was the first game you said? Uh, first game was Assassin's Creed assassin's creed and that that one doesn't really i I wouldn't really put that on the list because the best way to play assassin's creed odyssey is to pretend it's not an assassin's creed game right right (laughs) um okay because of the way that's built like people i've watched people sneak up behind people and they're like stab them to kill them and they don't die because they have health bars now and shit and it's just it's ridiculous but um i definitely don't think like that's the only game on the list i don't think deserves to win Okay, uh, but I but I think if I had to choose, if I honestly had to choose, Anthony, I I'd want I'd want Spider Man. Gotcha. All
0: right, I'm just going. I just want your your gut reaction. I don't need. I mean, I I guess I said like you know no. Would, no that was that
1: was only for game of the year. That was okay, okay. I was about the to say like we got <laughs> the categories
0: we go through. So, all right, best ongoing game: Destiny Two, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege.
1: Fortnite.
0: Okay. Best I, have, I have reasons but <laughs> oh yeah of course best game direction a way out fuck the oscars uh detroit become human god of war marvel spider-man red dead redemption 2.
1: uh god of war
0: all right best narrative detroit become human god of war life is strange 2 episode 1 marvel spider-man red dead redemption 2. best narrative yes god of war Best art direction: Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption Two, Return of, uh, oh, Ob- overdin.
1: Return. Okay. Um. I don't want to give it to God of War. I mean, there are a lot of moments where it's really pretty. I'd say best art direction goes to Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, they made that fucking world look real. So.
0: Okay. I would, I would give it to God of War. God of War is fucking fantastic looking. Um, best score music what? presented what? by Spotify. Uh, or no. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> hey, Spotify. Hey. Um, <laughs> Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Nino Kuni 2, Oxypuff Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh,
1: Celeste. I feel like the only reason I'm saying Celeste versus the other ones is that Celeste. Is more of um, like hand drawn artistic. Like it's more of a. There's a different style into it, so I'd rather have that win than the other ones.
0: For best score? Oh, this is score. Sorry, this is. No, 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 it's for music.
1: Uh, Read them off again for music?
0: Uh, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Nino 2, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2.
1: It's between Celeste and Octopath Traveler. Uh, and I'll go with Celeste. It has some very, very, very powerful music.
0: Okay. Best audio design Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's between
1: Forza and uh, the first game you said Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I'll give it to Forza on this one because you can actually, like, hear gifts or uh, gears shifting and whatnot. Like, they had a mic inside the fucking car while shit was going on. Like, it's it's really well done. Like, Black Ops has, is good, but, but Forza yeah. kind of has a little bit of an edge on that. So.
0: Gotcha. Best performance. Brian Deachern as Connor from Detroit Become Human. Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War. Masah T. Mahunt as Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red uh, Dead Redemption 2 Yuri Luthorol as Peter Parker, Marvel Spider-Man
1: So it's between Yuri, uh, you know I'm going to give it to Yuri I uh, three of them, three of them are stoic they don't really have a whole lot of motion and range, sorry Kratos and Arthur Morgan are like fucking statues yeah they are (laughs) same. yeah yeah
0: boy uh like they did a good job but (laughs) yeah um games for impact oh actually i could probably skip this like this is like for these these actually it's pretty cool category like these games are being actually judged by um developer uh directors and developers from other game publishers on these games as well as being voted upon but like it's Basically, like these small uh, games being developed by students, that they get to have their work judged by like Hideo Kojima and other people like that. So I think it's really cool, but like I can't really I can't really give it a, that uh, that that uh, category for you to to guess on. Uh, here we go: Best Independent Game, Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of Obra Dinn, The Messenger.
1: God fucking Christ! I know, uh, right? Uh... <laughs> It's honestly between Dead Cells and Celeste. I don't like. I feel like if I say Dead Cells,
0: <laughs> we're biased because we. I'm got gonna the give game. it
1: to Cel- <laughs> I, I'm gonna give it to Celeste because Celeste has a message. Celeste has a uh, message to people who finish it, and that's why there's an easy mode where you cannot die. Mm,
0: gotcha. Um, but we get that different. Yeah, that, uh, Dead Cells for me. I love the hell of that game. Uh, best mobile game: Donut County, Florence, Fortnite. Pokey Mobile, Reigns, Game of Thrones.
1: Uh, Donut County.
0: All right. Best VR, AR game, Astrobot, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, Tetris Effect.
1: Uh, Beat Saber. Okay. Right, but I believe some bounds, Beat Saber.
0: Best action game, Call of Duty 4, or Call of Duty Blockups 4, sorry, Dead Cells, Destiny 2. Uh, Forsaken, Far Cry 5, Mega Man 11. Oh, man. I know, it's a
1: tough one. I'm going to say Black Ops 4.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, sorry, that's a weird burp. Um, <laughs> Best action adventure game. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider.
1: That's uh, Spider-Man.
0: Best role-playing game: Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of the Elusive Age, Monster Hunter World, Nunikuni 2, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity 2.
1: Uh, Monster Hunter World. I think of that
0: one. Best fighting game: Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur 6, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition.
1: Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters.
0: Best family game, Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, Super Mario Party. What was the first one you said? Mario Tennis Aces. Mario Tennis Aces. Uh, I'm going to say
1: it's between Super Mario Party and Labo, but because Labo is so much more expensive, I'll,
0: I'll go with Mario for Party. Okay. Also, for those listening, yes, we're going a bit over, over time, so don't worry. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm not am not It's going to be real
1: short. It's going to be real short. Don't worry
0: about yeah. it. Best strategy game, uh, BattleTech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, The Banner Saga 3, Volcaria Chronicles 4.
1: I don't really know. Um, I'll go basically off of what, who, who, what I saw Burke Black
0: play more of, and that was... The Frost one, Frostpunk is really good. I would also, yeah, right. I would also put Into the Breach. That game is also really good. So, uh, do you want to do this one best sports racing game? I don't know. I kind of. Uh,
1: I, I, don't know anything about those.
0: So the only ones I could probably like throw at you is like Mario Tennis Aces and Forza Horizon Four. Other than that, it's also sports like NBA and FIFA and Pro Evolution. So. I feel like Forza is going to win it anyway. <laughs> I I wouldn't doubt Forza it. Forza or FIFA? Forza or FIFA? What mm-hmm. are those two. Best multiplayer game: Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Destiny 2, Forsaken, Fortnite, Monster Hunter World, Sea of Thieves. I I feel like Fortnite's going to win it,
1: but I would I would rather have. Uh,
0: Hello? I'm here. Yeah, I'm still... Yeah, no, I'm just... Go on. That was was the end of my thought. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was expecting this long-winded response. All right. (laughs) All right. Best debut indie game. Donut County. Florence. Moss. The Messenger. uh, Yoku's Island Express.
1: Oh, God. (laughs) I got to give it to Yoku. It's such a good game if you haven't played
0: it. I have not I should definitely it's 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 short, it's only four hours, but man is it fun. Mm. I mean if you give you give it to me, you know I could you know just play it on stream. Alright, yeah. <laughs> just fucking need the next one. <laughs> um okay. Best esports game CS CS Go Dota 2 Fortnite League of Legends Overwatch. So Overwatch League.
1: Because it's so far the only one that's made it to TV. Like, and I'm talking about beyond fucking just ESPN. Uh, but also, um, and I'll talk about this in the Overwatch Minute. It actually got people that want to play Overwatch again. So.
0: That's true. There was a huge dip once it ended.
1: A huge dip in player interaction once it ended. So <laughs> That's
0: very true. Yeah. Best eSports player. Uh, Dominique, Sonic, Fox, McLean. Ha... Uh, I'll just say Tokido. Can't pronounce his, his Japanese name. Um, U- Uzi. Uh, I do not know who the person is. Uh, Simple. And okay, yeah, so we're definitely getting into like some other names that I do not recognize. Sonic Fox, man. Yeah, just Sonic just Fox. Yeah, I'm weird. just doing Sonic Fox. Yeah. If you if you li- if you listen to the show live, our fucking
1: <laughs> uh, beginning stuff was all about him, mostly anyway.
0: Yep um i'm gonna skip this just because i feel like you wouldn't quite as known maybe the only team you would recognize that is is london spitfire but like it's it's categorized for best esports team so and they range from like csgo to league of legends to dota 2 so i feel like you would not able to do this one so we'll skip it uh we will skip this one too best esports coach we'll skip that yeah best esports events uh E-League, Major uh, Boston 2018, Evo 2018, League of Legends World Championships, the Overwatch League Grand Finals, the International 2018.
1: Uh, Evo. Evo puts on a better show. They fill out the entire fucking Vegas, like, convention center. Yeah. Which is enormous, so. And it, it, everyone.
0: It is definitely the easiest. It's play fighting games to
1: enjoy watching it, so. Yeah,
0: it's, it's definitely the easiest one out of, the, out of that group to follow if you're not if you don't know what's with what the ins and outs. It's pretty simple to understand. You just watch the
1: last day and just watch
0: all the best of the best go at it. So. Absolutely. Uh, we'll skip this one. Ah, here we go. Best eSports moment. C9 comeback win in a triple overtime versus Phase in E-League. KT versus IG base race in League of Legends. I mean, in the, yeah, in League of Legends Worlds. G2 beating RNG, League of, League of Legends Worlds. OG's massive upsets of uh, 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 beating LGD in Dota 2 Finals and Sonic Fox side switch against Goichi and Dragon Ball Fighters at, at EVO.
1: I'm going to go with like, I don't know, Twitter interaction with that one. <laughs> yeah. It's Sonic Fox
0: going side switching with Goichi. Like, that was huge. It, I, would, like, I would I, would, I would be very curious to see what, how Sonic Fox would react because he was, he was on the side of like he did not intend that to happen in terms of like how long would it would take. And like, down. Well, sure. Yeah. And
1: like he. Like I'm he. I'm not putting that on him, but yeah. it was it was unprecedented.
0: So I mean, that's why. Absolutely. That's why it's big. Absolutely. Um, do you want to take Tagos One, Content Creator of the Year? I mean, I'm, I'm like the only person I can. Uh, yeah. Answer. Let me.
1: I, w- I want to hear. I want to hear who they are.
0: Okay. Doctor Lupo, Myth, Ninja, Uh, Pokemane, and Willie. Willie Rex.
1: Oh uh, Pokemane. Uh, I think she's, her her uh, uh, Twitch interaction, her entertainment, the variety of what she does when she streams is much bigger than a lot of those guys. Uh, Dr. Lupo is a close second. I don't think Ninja should win it at all, um, even though he mo- most likely will. Um, he doesn't do anything. He like does chats where he talks to people, bitches about things, and then he plays fucking Fortnite. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. But like Pokemon, she does ASMR. She does all sorts of streams. Like yeah, she does play a lot of Fortnite. But like she's not. That's not. That's all what she's known for. Um. So like I don't know. I, I think she's
0: way more entertaining than everyone else on that list. All right. And those are your quick pick uh, predictions from Greg on the uh, nominees for this year's Game Awards. All right, so, where is it? All right. Now, Greg, reminder, you have to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> uh, for for your intro. Um, but uh, it is time for your Overwatch Minute with Greg Deets after this intro. and here's great deets okay so uh,
1: very like shortly after being in the PTR Ash was live um, you can play her in just about every game mode except for competitive uh, but that's also because that's what happens with new characters Um, she is super fun but she's also very much uh, an action accurate character Um, if you are really good at aiming <laughs> If you're really well, like, well-versed in that field, play her. She has an interesting kit. So her gun doesn't do, uh, sniper damage. Like, it doesn't one-shot headshot people, like Hanzo's arrow or Widowmaker's sniper rifle. It takes about two shots on, like, a, like, a, a tracer. So, and if you know anything, that's, she's the weakest of all the characters in terms of health. Um, but she, uh... Yeah, she, she, her gun's not as powerful, but it is super accurate. Um, and it fires very quickly. You have 12 rounds, I believe, in it. Uh, but, you know, she has a downside to that gun. It takes a lot longer for it to reload than other guns, because she's reloading each bullet at a time. So, that's fascinating. Her shotgun does not do damage. It is no different than a Lucio Boop. Huh. Yeah. Uh, except you can point it at the ground and launch yourself up. Whereas Lucio's book does not do that.
0: Okay, that, that um, totally changes my thinking of her. Because like when I first saw the trailer of her having both the shotgun and the rifle, I was thinking, you know, Halo Two. It's like, oh, sniper shoddy. You know, you got, you know, long range and close range to deal both. But the fact that the the, the shoddy does not do not like very little damage, it's like, oh it's after-
1: very it's it's such insignificant damage that if there's a healer anywhere near somebody that gets hit by it, they're they're back to normal health <laughs> like instantly. It's such little damage. It's it, again, it's about as much damage as Lucio's boot.
0: And I but, would say, but you can her use shotgun
1: it, is no different.
0: But you can use it to um, push people away, right? You can use it to push people away. You can use it to launch yourself
1: up. Okay. And when you push people away, like I said, it does about as much damage as, um, Lucio's boot. So okay. Hmm. not a lot, but also not, uh, you know, her, her, uh, here's what's interesting about her dynamite. So as you, as you can tell from the footage, that's playing right here, here, I can't tell um, <laughs> here. It's right here. Um, it does, uh, or she can shoot it in the air. If not, it takes a few seconds to explode and it does dot damage damage over time and it fucking hurts like it does a lot of damage but it does damage at a pace that if there's a lucio around it don't matter hmm. it don't lucio's heal is faster than her dot damage Hmm. Um. but it's really good for crowd control so you throw that in there spread up the team like there's a lot of ways to use her in that fashion bob on the other hand is a very interesting alt because here's the thing about bob He can be stopped. If your team is behind Reinhardt, he is useless. You want to aim him just right to fuck with Reinhardt's shield. But a lot of the time, he's easily killed. Bob is very easily killed. He is the seventh man. He He can capture a zone. He can move a payload. So, treat him... Very int- like you have to use him very carefully.
0: That is, yeah, I remember hearing about that and you can get rid of him by shooting him early. Yeah. And cause... oh, I,
1: I, I put a, I like I put a, uh, a Discord or Discord orb on him and and killed him
0: very quickly. Granted,
1: he was killing me very quickly as Zinada, but my Discord orb and other people shooting him, he was out of there very quickly.
0: That's interesting. That is something. I I feel like he will definitely be buffed. Like in, in, in due time. I think that he will definitely. It like, like given He that, might be, but, but. yeah. I, I that's what I think, I think, in due time to make it more effective. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um so moving on. Uh so I, I really like her. I'm excited to see her in, in
1: competitive, but uh yeah, she's she's a very interesting and fun addition to the game. So there are uh, quite a few P T R changes recently. Um, but the big one that everyone's talking about is Brigida's shield bash. Travel through or stun targets through barriers. That is enormous because one of her big things, one of her biggest draws is that she could drop, uh, Reinhardt's shield instantly. Now she can't, or at least in the PTR, she can't. Um, she is meant to be a dive counter. She's not meant to be a shield counter. But she was both. So they're taking away the ability for her to do that, but she's still a dive counter. So people are going to be upset, but you have to understand why they're doing it. Um, hmm. There's a few other changes. Uh, like, I, I understand it. I totally get it. You just have to play her a little bit differently now. This doesn't mean her mace isn't going through shield because it totally can. Um, it just means her shield bash won't go through shields. So, Reinhardt, when he's about to alt, or if he's about to charge, you can still stun him. You just can't make him drop his shield now. That's it. Huh. Uh Orisa's shield, she'll stop in front of Orisa's shield now. So, she can't go through and stun Orisa. That's it. Hmm. Uh, same for Winston's shield. Same for Zarya's bubble. If there's a shield present, she cannot dash through it. Um... Uh, Doomfist, Um, a lot of people are, you know, they complain about him quite a bit because he feels a little overpowered in the right hands. Um, So they're dropping his, uh, when he does the rising uppercut, Mm -hmm. which is just that, uh, it says loss of air control duration lowered by 0.6 seconds from 3 seconds. Which means when when he's in the air, the player can move him around a little bit for three seconds in the PTr it's now half a second ah,
0: I love it that's great yeah.
1: um and his seismic slam basically his alt is now reduced from 20 meters to 15 meters so oh, okay. um it's a little bit more accurate All right. if you will okay um but other other things are like uh, uh, uh McCree's damage rate with his uh gun is down from uh, from 45 to 55 so he's getting a buff um, it's the Peacekeeper. So it's the, uh, I believe that's his alt. I don't remember what the Peacekeeper it might just be the gun in oh. general. So that his name is, it's name is the Peacekeeper. Oh. But um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, there's a few little things here and there, but nothing, nothing major. The major one was, was Brigida. That was the huge one.
0: Wow. Cool. Well guys, that uh, have been your Overwatch I Minute. Mean, Great Greg all right, so we made it through another episode of Mission Start Podcast. Um, and what an episode it was. It was 202. Uh, so before we go and venture off into the night, uh, Greg, where can they find you on the internet?
1: Uh, you can find me on Rock You can also find me on. Um a bunch of different places uh but primarily com, where i review with a buddy of mine josh fisher or jo- yeah josh fisher uh, aka and 76 we watch two shows in their entirety on netflix or other streaming services we talk about it review it give our opinions then we grade them uh we recently did uh um which actually went up yesterday as of recording this um Sabrina the Teenage Witch Remake, or which is called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and uh, Season 1 and 2 of Castlevania. Um, That's an interesting conversation because we both loved Castlevania, but the Sabrina one is different because neither of us really wanted to watch it, but we were pleasantly surprised. So it's an interesting conversation. Uh, But definitely check that show out. Um, But also on my personal Twitch channel... Uh, twitch.tv slash chubrockgeek. Uh, I'm going to be trying to stream on there more often, whether it's a few hours here, a couple hours there. Uh, but the idea is, is that for anybody that finds the channel, for anybody that stumbles upon the channel, if anyone wants to share it or whatever, I'm just trying to raise awareness that there are places to donate to help the victims of the campfires here in California. Uh, we talked about it in the pre-show a little bit um, about how um the devastation of the fires is so massive that, uh, like, we, there's just not enough to go around, and so Red Cross is asking for as much as they possibly can. There are other organizations, not just Red Cross. There's disaster relief. There's a fire. There's firefighter organizations. Uh, but the other one that I think is really fascinating, the one that I, I want to kind of point out now-ish more than later, is Habitat for Humanity because they're going to start rebuilding houses um uh if not in the area close to the area small houses for people who've been displaced for you know their house is gone to live in for a short period of time and they need a lot of money because there's over like 3000 houses gone or some shit mm, wow. like it's a ridiculous number so um yeah if you can go to redcross.org/donate or uh habitat.org/donate you can Help out as much as you can. Uh, people are going to need it. It's it's one of the worst disasters this country has seen in a long time. That's really not getting enough coverage. So, uh,
0: but other than that, that's about it. Just want to throw that out there. That's twitch.tv TV slash Chubrocky. All right, really noted. Um, and I, I agree with Greg when we talk about the pregame show. But like, yeah, this 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 uh, these fires have definitely affected a lot of people in California, both from north and south. In, in 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 a myriad of ways, um, so yeah, definitely check out his stream when he goes live regarding that. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Defective Naruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStarPodcast dot um, This podcast will go up live on our website. Um, I'm trying to time it right to you every Friday instead of every Monday, uh, just because of hey new life stuff happening and schedule wise, it's kind of being thrown out of whack um what is it uh the podcast version will go up um on various podcast services including not to mention again including spotify which if you are listening to it on itunes or Twitter right now there is are option for you to listen to us so hey check it out on spotify um but outside of that though um that's gonna do it for this podcast um and uh, before I before we end tonight, I need to ask you, Greg, live on the air, live on the stream. How, how are you feeling? Are you are you, can you stay awake for an after show, or are you done? Uh, I think I got like 30 minutes in me. All right. Oh, great. there you have it, guys. We'll ha- we will have an after show happening. So, with that being said, thank you guys for watching